You're listening to Select by a Mass, a series of conversations with creators and community enthusiasts where we have them share their personal stories and a connection to street culture. The Amass team is driven to bridging the gap between generations through content, conversations, and community. I'm your host, Dalen, and today's episode is one from the archives. At the start of 2021, I caught up with Kevin Kong, who's well-versed in Japanese street fashion and collectibles like Cause and Bear Bricks. We dove into his obsession with Pokemon trading cards, had him provide some tips to upcoming collectors, and got his thoughts at the time on the future of crypto collectibles. Thanks again for taking the time. We know you're in a you're in a different time zone now. Um, what I wanted to check in with you and see, you know, how that whole process of moving from Vancouver to Taiwan has been for you. Um, I mean, originally it was it was quite hectic, right? Um, we managed to end up coming here, and it was all smooth. Um, uh, I mean, it was like I said, we had to do the whole COVID test before we, before we boarded, seventy two hours first, and then um, everything went quite smooth. I mean, the cat needed all those tests, um, and then we got here, and it was another fourteen days, um, just really strict quarantine. They check in with you every day, which is which is really good for a country to do that as well. And then we had another. Uh, we have another seven days currently, which I'm undergoing, which is basically you only can wear masks. So, um, yeah, it's good. So you only wear masks, but I mean, you have to, you, you can't really go to like public transport or really dense, densely populated areas. But you can, you can go outside now though, right? Uh, yes. In these seven days we can go outside. Yeah. Cause so I remember before when I was messaging yeah. you, you, I was like, can, can you, can you open up your window or go on your balcony and outdoors? And you're like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we were. I'm not sure on that rule, so I just really didn't want to do it. So yeah, we didn't do any of that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, let's just jump into it. I know you're a collector of many things, from rare bear bricks, cause figures, and you're well versed in Japanese streetwear. Can you tell me like how it all started? Like when and how were you first introduced into these subcultures? I know prior to Vancouver, and um, you're you're based out of uh, New Zealand, right? So. Uh, yeah, tell me more about that. Um, like I said, I think it was like when I was 15, 16, I just had a lot of older friends that um, they had a lot of like really fresh and nice sneakers. Really made me into getting into and learning more and more about it. And then I think that's when I just like bought my first pair of Dunk SBs, like the Band-Aids and the Ghost SBs from this like outlet shop when they weren't that hot, right? Jeez, outlet um, shop, eh? Yeah, outlet shop. It's called Dress Smart in New Zealand. Um, I don't know if it's that popular now. I mean, like back when even before I left, you could still get Kyakuso. And I think there was like the free bears, um, Dunk SBs. Yep. I mean, and people were buying them, they were like $80 or $60. Like no one wanted them. Um, and I don't know what the price on them. I know the price is insane right now for the recent, like, oh, um, they've skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, then after that, I think later down the line, I did some blogging for Slamix Hype as well. We just learned more and more about it. And uh, and for I guess yeah. for anyone who's listening in who's unfamiliar with Slamex hype, right? That was uh, um, like sneaker news, sneaker uh, streetwear culture, like media platform. Like I would say, the top competitor to uh, you know they went head to head against uh, hypebeast.com, right? Hypebeast and High Snobiety era, right? So um, yeah, just to give any pretext to anyone who who for some of our younger uh, yeah. listeners who are unfamiliar with slamex hype yeah. um and then there are local shops right i mean i mean jason knows frank um frank he had like store called cubic cubic 
um, and there was, and then he did was another sword, which was quarters, and then they had all the soft net and head porter and fragment stuff there. But um, I mean, at, at that time already, that was already quite a breakthrough in New Zealand, um, especially since it's like, like it's an island that's secluded away from everything. So then you you would get introduced to more of like the the hundreds, uh, crooks and castles, but those kind of brands, right? And Kid Robot, etc. So that kind of stuff was like it was really good. Um, yeah, seeing it in New Zealand, and then in the end, you just want to learn more about it, sort of thing. Uh, but then it just leads one thing to another, and you then, <laughs> I guess, like you said, the, the bare bricks, and and even just learning more about Japanese streetwear, you get, <laughs> yeah, you start learning more about it on the internet, ISS, Nike Talks. It's like just, uh, it's just like you get trapped, snowballs, sucked in, right? Yeah, the snowball yeah. sucked into the black hole, right? Of uh, of the whole right like on. street culture. <laughs> yeah, right on, and then. Uh, I mean, and all my friends were into it. So it was just like a hobby that we we went to lineups together or um, we'd talk about this kind of stuff. Or I mean, at that time, we may be earning some pocket money from reselling, right? For sure. But uh, that's how it was. Yeah. So then like another thing that I know that you're very, very passionate about, um, and it is something that's caught on, I, I'd say, uh, even in like the younger generation now, um, that are mm-hmm. getting all hyped up about, hyped up about it is like Pokemon, right? So we've seen a Pokemon crossover into streetwear and fashion quite, you know, fashionable quite recently with Fragment Design Collabs. You know, Daniel Arsham is doing, he, he's done some yeah. stuff with with Uniqlo. And I think now he he's, you can actually get one of his artifacts as like a, a giant Charizard. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Charizard card, card, right? And yeah. and even Levi's. I, I saw recently Levi's uh, did a sneak peek of like a like an all over print trucker jacket. I think with like yeah Mewtwo and Bulbasaur with and all Kanto Pokemon on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty so, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pokemon cards is, a, is another facet of of your <laughs> of your collection that you're really into. You know. W- I want to get your take on why does it seem like a large number of people now, you know, especially the younger generation are now all like thirsting over Pokemon cards. Like why is the hype seeming like it's at like an all time high right now? Um, I want to say like, number one, I think Pokemon is just a really awesome franchise. Like they're really smart in all their collaborations as of late as well. So I think it's just been like, like I said, also it's just been accumulation of everything that they've been doing also. Um, And also the other thing is nostalgia. Um, And they've been doing it. Why? They're so smart right now because they've been doing it for the fragment designs of Daniel Ashams, et cetera, Mm -hmm. um, which is what we're all interested in anyway, in a way, one way or another, we're we're so interested by these influencers, all these amazing designers as well um, and artists. Um, And then also the other thing, the third thing, of course, when there is uh, such popularity and such demand, then there's also um, the reselling and, and the money and the profit to it as well. So I think that those are three things, but um, nostalgia is a big thing. And I think as of late, the you mean the newer kids that are coming in, obviously it's just a way to definitely for them to earn money. And they do see it as a possibly an alternative asset in a way as well. Um that, that that that's probably it that's what, what i'm seeing it as but uh some of the cards really do bring it back like i know yourself you have you have some cards <laughs> yeah like cards, i dug, right, I dug yeah. yeah you know like me not knowing what these things would be worth but it's like yeah. during at that time it was very much 
where you know I was just genuinely interested in it because of uh, the you know the cartoon series yeah. and, and more so like the characters. So exactly, for me, yeah. I, I never learned how to play them, but it was just like yeah. I'm just into collecting the cards because I like the like the artwork. Um, yeah, you know, lo and behold, kind of remembered that oh, I got these cards still tucked away at my parents' place. So dug them up. I haven't I haven't uh, got them graded or anything like that. So right. I might have to seek your advice later on on that <laughs> but mind you mind you that that's also another reason it's just because originally i'm in like the uh retail and, and like i said furniture business sort of thing before and just because people are spending so much time at home um people have been buying so much furniture or like technology and also they're digging up old stuff in their home and then they only this is the only one of the covid safe hobbies to do so it's basically collecting right so even bare bricks have, have just shot up in price. Uh, art prints um, have shot up in price as well. And, and in a way, like you said, you're collecting it at, at that age because of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the artists that are doing these 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 cards, they're they're amazing as well, right? And they look really good in hand. And people are digging them up, and they're getting parents to dig them up because um, of all the exposure. And then also, you can't deny all the YouTubers like Logan Paul, etc., or Max Mofo, and 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 Twice Baked Jake. They're just consistently doing these like um, openings of these cards. They're just creating a like huge demand over it, and kids want to do this as well now. Um, but yeah, it's a bit tougher on the TCG players and the kids because they're just running out of. Um, ways to possibly get the cows just because they're selling out so fast at all the all the retail outlets yeah just and the, the yeah. supply and the demand right so yeah um mm-hmm. do you think like it's here to stay so let's say like if you're if you're a newer kid and maybe you got into pokemon be you know initially because of right the uh let's say monetary value that's associated okay. with it do you think like the characters could win their hearts over just like how you know we <laughs> we got the fa- got some not, favorites uh, through that or, or because Possibly. of the collabs even, right? Because of the yeah. collabs that they're seeing with the hype designers and and fashion brands. Like maybe that provides some clout that would encourage them to stay, right? It's, it's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, I was more into the games. Like I was super into the Game Boy games. Oh yeah, games. like we, and, I mean, Game Boy Color yeah. era, right? That's like yeah. that's when we were we were on that thing <laughs> yeah. nonstop. Like the games were, were really good, right? Like gold, silver, red, blue. But I mean, for, for the... For the new new kids, I'm not sure. Like my nephew and niece, I guess they're too young. But if you're talking about like maybe, I don't know, like 18 to, to mid 20s, per who just got into it, um, possibly. I mean, I mean, Garfield's a very popular um, cat. Snoopy is a dog, and Pikachu is a as an electric mouse. Possibly that could be like the most popular mouse, and it doesn't have to do with anything with Pokemon, right? And that's what people are using for the designs for a lot of the collabs as well. So for sure. that could be that could be one of the reasons people stay, but. I do believe it'll die down a bit. I do foresee like sealed product, et cetera, will die down a bit. But the good thing I do feel is because of it being a uh, single cards, like single cards will definitely go up. Like for example, yeah, uh, like you where, have your, it's really you popular like characters, specific, right? If you have like a specific favorite character for sure. Yes. Yeah. I think it's safe. Like my friends that are in like really into NBA and sports cards, um, they're saying basically once a price sticks onto a single card, usually it only ever sticks and goes up from there. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other thing that's funny enough, right? Like you said, um, you, you like those cards because of the cartoon. 
I mean, a Pokemon doesn't have like a sports scandal or like they're not going to like have a torn, torn tendon or whatever, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. They, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. They, they're, <laughs> they're, their lives are infinite, like, like, like similar to Mickey Mouse. Exactly. He's, he's never aged. He, he still stays the same. So can do no wrong there. <laughs> that, so, that's a way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, kind of going back to like, we're talking about the cards and, and the artwork, right. Um, and specifically mm-hmm. the Charizard card, uh, from the base set, right. The, the OG Pokemon set. Um, so I think it's, uh, Mitsuhiro Arita. He's one of the most, uh, well-known, uh, Pokemon illustrators. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what it, What do you think is it, what is it about his style of car design that you like most? You know, the way that he illustrates. Uh, I'm not actually a huge fan of that car for myself, but, oh, okay. but I can, I, but I, I can, I, I know the, the popularity of it. Um, and of course, like it's probably like the price of the first edition and whatnot it's selling for. But I think the appeal of it is, I think it's basically like the original flame emoji. It's just like so much fire and, and, and like the anger is really, you know, reinforced with the fire in the eyes and it's, it's a breathing dragon. And at the end of the day, even if it wasn't a Pokemon, everyone likes dragons. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if everyone possibly is not their favorite mythical creature, but in a way, it's a it's a really popular looking creature as well, right? And, and Charizard, once again with nostalgia, he... He he's just basically um, if you remember the cartoon how he would like fly around the earth yep. doing the seismic toss, um, and just how his overall attitude as a Pokemon he w- wasn't being able to be trained by Ash until being earned by his respect, um, and then that that's maybe possibly how um, a person feels holding this card, you know, <laughs> with the nostalgia attached to it. Yeah. But if you're talking about the art design, I I'm, I feel there's more a lot of um, nicer looking cards. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can see. Yeah, I see what you mean, but I think that's yeah. a great take from you on, on uh, the expression, right? That was carried on that card. I know, I, I, I personally pulled that card in the pack, and I got psyched, and I still, ha- still have it. Must it. Be. But um, yeah, that yeah, the, the whole expression that it, that he's got on there, it's pretty badass. So I think that's that's what made that appeal, at least for me. Um, that must have been crazy when you pulled it as a oh, kid. Oh, for sure, and like. <laughs> And I think you touched on it, like why that holographic Charizard card is so sought after by collectors is yeah. a lot of the the nostalgia that comes with it. But like even I, I guess like even now, there's all the the newer versions of him, and he's still quite uh, a sought after uh, Pokemon character uh, Pokemon character to to pull, right? I mean, for sure, it it's sort of in a way the sets the card list if you look at booster sets if you look at the card list and it came contains like a one of the chase cards is a charizard that set is basically in a way guaranteed to be uh go up in price and demand how how uh, many packs have you ripped to ch- try to chase one down <laughs> i've uh i want to say because the the set that i'm trying to chase um is hidden fates that one has been really tough. I haven't even gotten it yet. Like I ended up buying it. Yeah. So set. yeah, yeah. So would you <laughs> would you say like sometimes it's just easier if you just like you said you went out and you bought the card that you were chasing? Like yeah, is that considered <laughs> cheating in the in the kind of collector world to you, or is it like an art? Like is it really like you know if you're if you're into art and you love the artwork and and you 
and you see uh, an artist or a designer that you appreciate you to just like you're just buying the artwork it's more like an investment then right um it's probably smarter that way like economically <laughs> smarter I've, I've ripped thousands of packs i mean for the hidden fate set i i feel i've ripped over 600 packs of that that's for the char then, like just to try to get the charizard yeah 600 but the happy packs. Thing, like, easily but the only, and i haven't gotten it i, I ended up buying it, but the thing about for that that set is there's a lot of like other nice cards as well but Got i mean it. it's tough and it's something that uh julia like my wife she she's really into like that set as well it's her favorite set so we're, we're really happy to like you know try to chase all the evolutions and whatnot and it's really hard to find these uh hidden fates packs now anyway so but um we've been really lucky like on our like uh signing day we did um champion's path like the, i think champion's path really like made the, the the scene go even more crazier at that time because there's like two rainbow oh there's one rainbow charizard and there's one like black charizard in there yeah the dark um, dark charizard right yeah it's like a shiny it's like the uh, basically his um other colorway mm -hmm. and then he um we pulled down 36 packs and that's also a bad thing because that's what got us more hooked onto ripping packs because you, <laughs> mentally you believe you can just get it, right? So you test your luck. So we got it in 36 packs for the Champion's Path. So after that, we're just uh, we're, we're really hooked uh, onto trying to test our luck again and again. Have, have, so I, I know you've you've done live, uh, you've done some live ripping on on your Instagram account. And have yeah. you participated in in those ones where people kind of run again? Sorry if I offend anyone who's yeah. uh, who's super into cards, but um, my knowledge is, yeah, like people go live and, and you can almost like kind of buy in like a, almost like a raffle, right? Like you buy uh, into a pack. Yeah, yeah, like live breaks. Or, yeah, live or, breaks. Um, that's what it is. Or yeah. basically, you can just like live rips or pulls or whatever. No, no, I have, I haven't, but it's really interesting. I mean, mm. in a way, like, uh, yeah, I do it because I do it for my friends that they just want to watch, and a few yeah. of them just, <laughs> you know, I don't have that many viewers on it. Um, but my, like, I know other friends that do do it as like a sort of in a way a business. So they get a rip, they get the feeling of ripping and pulling something nice. And at the same time, it's someone else's pack, right? And it's like so, almost um, like in a way building that kind of uh, card community culture because it, you know, you're still trying to help someone out, I guess, yeah. in a way to, to pull a rare card. <laughs> um, I mean, some people call it, like I feel it's fine because the person has to drive, go all the way, make the effort to go through like Walmart and buy cards like there is so much drama inside a walmart to buy cards like that's a whole other story and then they have to go back home and then um you know some of the people that live in like maybe pei or saskatchewan or manitoba right they don't have access to, oh, yeah. to those kind of cards as well so it's actually a good thing i mean and then at the end of the day during covid people didn't have much to do so they were you know doing a lot of these live breaks but um Walmart's crazy. I mean, like that you have to like. There's lineups. People fight over boxes and oh, like certain restock times. For sure, it's like, not. It's not like a. I'm gonna go in and buy some trading cards now. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of back in the day. Like I used to collect figures, like Transformers and Star Wars, and you'd kind of stock to see when is the distributor guy gonna restock the shelves. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels exactly very like much that. like that, but. Um, because, you know, we there would only be one certain figure in, in a case of like 12, right? So uh, people are trying to chase down that that Darth Vader or, or Darth Maul. <laughs> so yeah. is, there, is there like hypothetically speaking, is there like a one grail like super rare card that if you got this, would you ever stop? Like, would you consider retiring from card collecting in the Pokemon world? 
No, no, I don't. No? I, don't I don't. I don't really have like a, a grail. I mean, if you ask, it's a sort of a question where if I ask back, do you have a streetwear piece or sneaker piece? Where you would get it never. It never ends, then, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like you're, yeah. as soon as you get one thing, you want the next thing. Okay, I respect that. Um, I, I mean, there's, there's so many nicer cards. Like now, I mean, I'm super into like the Poncho Pikachu cards. The like the there's a Mario Luigi Pokemon Pikachu set. Uh, e-reader sets. Oh wow! There, so they like just cross over. Nice it just gotcha. <laughs> they they consistently um, keep rolling out like really nice products. And then there's like these these like really nice like vending machine, the Japanese cards, um, which is just, they just the art is just like really um, really different in a way. And then in a way that Japanese exclusive products are also you know once again it's a whole other thing to English based cards as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. I've been I've been hearing a lot about um, these like uh, NFT. So I think it's like yeah. non fun non fungible. I, I might be butchering Token. that word tokens, yeah. right? In the media lately. Um, so it's like it's for I guess for anyone who uh, is unfamiliar with that is it's it's a crypto art, right? Um, kind of crypto yeah. collectible that that's tied into blockchain. I'm I'm also probably one of the worst people to ask <laughs> about it. But Bobby Hundreds wrote uh, a really a really good piece on uh, on his website. So the Hundreds website under the monologue section, and it really framed the whole NFT piece in a way that you know I could understand. Um, you know, you've mentioned Pokemon, how there's like some of these crossovers that you're saying with uh, like Mario and, and e-readers and stuff like that. Do you, do you see, um, do you see like Pokemon like going into the, into this territory and like, what is your thought on the whole crypto collectibles thing is, and, and is that something you'd, you'd get into yourself? Uh, originally, I mean, I think in 2017 with the, the reemergence and the boom of it. Um, I, I had some crypto kitties. Oh, like you got like into crypto kitties. Okay. I had some crypto kitties originally. I actually, um, yeah, no, I, I believe it's it's a thing that would would definitely catch on. And I think at the end of the day, it's just another, another alternative asset. Um, you can see that a lot of people are loving it for the sports cards of it. Yeah, NBA NFTs. Top Shot. And yeah. Like people are loving it because it just sort of films like one highlight and you're buying that highlight, right? And then in the end, it just creates a secondary market. I think at the end of the day, anything with a secondary market um, and with enough enough people that are interested and willing to trade these NFTs together, um, it will definitely be there to stay as well. And I think it's really smart that they're, at the end of the day, they've chosen um, sports like uh, baseball or basketball is the, one, the way to go because – in trading cards, even now, if you were to get NBA cards, you can trade that towards any other uh, product. So I always say to uh, my partner or all my friends, if you have NBA cards, that's sort of like the king currency and trading cards because mm-hmm. you could get any other product you wanted to get trade back, even if you missed out on a certain restock, right? So that's just how, yeah, I, I really do think it's here to stay, uh, NFTs. Yeah. Um, and I think especially, I mean, they can get really creative with it, right? I've seen people who are trying to make art pieces um, the I know, I know Logan Paul did one as well. I think he's doing one as well. I know Steve Aoki he's is doing, doing one. one. Wow. Yeah, they yeah. they're doing their own trading cards. Like Steve Aoki has been really into it as well. So I think they've just all been. Um, a lot of people are really, really, really doing uh, NFTs as long as of late as also. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think word on the street is Pokemon is doing something like that. And yeah, oh, I really? like, like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like if you add that whole, uh, add that whole other uh, next level kind of element, like make it almost like f- 4D if you want to call it. <laughs> but the interaction that you don't get, like imagine that Charizard that I got, right? If they did an NFT of that and and then the digitally you 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 can show it and he's blasting the fire, right? Pikachu, is that like they're actually performing the moves? Um, yeah. That would be sick, be right? Sick. Like <laughs> The other idea of it technically is like sort of like CryptoKitties, you could get... Uh, you could let's just say egg hatches and you birth a Pokemon that Pokemon is unique because all NFTs are meant to be unique. Right. So in a way, let's just say everyone gets their own one. So you could call possibly once again, it'd just be RNG. So you could just roll one, roll an egg and that red could basically be a dark or shiny, shiny Pokemon altogether. Once again, you could trade that for other cryptocurrency or whatever it is. Um, that could be a whole new idea and that could just re- carry on as well if Pokemon did something like that because even in the game right now when you when you hatch another Pokemon or you hatch an egg or whatever you're just trying to roll one with the best stats yeah you're right so yeah, I, I think so you could do that for NFT yeah I think like yeah, it's Pokemon gonna... <laughs> tell Pokemon about this yeah <laughs> well yeah I think they're working on it so I mean I, I'm sure you're going to be the first one of the first guys that's going to be into it so and I think it'll be really interesting how this whole NFT piece comes into play with uh, streetwear too. So yeah, cause like the tie on there, like Bobby is going to be Bobby hundreds going to be doing something for the first time for their season. So I can see that trickling into the, the streetwear scene. Um, especially like even all oh, that, the Japanese brands, like imagine that. Right. So that would be, that'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, in, in Asia, even when I'm, well, I haven't been on the MRT or whatever, but when I was in Japan, Taiwan, like last time I was here, I still always see a lot of people looking at Ethereum um, and alternative coins, like old coins on their, on their phone while they're on the MRT, right? So, I mean, it, it's definitely, and, and there are still areas like Biclo or whatever, you can pay in cryptocurrency um, in Asia right now. So, yeah. it is, it is, yeah, it's definitely something that's really popular right now as well. And I, I think it's here to stay. Um. So for anyone who's just getting in, you know, just starting to dip their feet into collecting Pokemon cards, um, do you do you have any like tips or strategies that you think would that they should like watch out for or you could share, like any tips you could share there? Yeah, I mean, it's most importantly just to define two things. I think one is just are you basically are you in this for 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 the enjoyment or the money of it and then which leads the point to if it's just for money then i think you need to definitely do all the research and whatnot and and i don't think ripping tax is the way to go <laughs> um but i mean if it's for enjoyment you should really just be buying whatever you like right if, if it's you know if your favorite pokemon is chansey or rhyhorn or even you know farfetch or whatever it is you don't really need to spend a lot to get these pokemon cards as well and i think it's all you just need to agree with what kind of collection you want to go about um there there's definitely a lot of uh different areas you can do research now as well especially right now a lot of the the influencers like the youtubers are mm. sort of dictating what the prices are on certain products altogether but like i said if it's just for fun you don't really need to go you know look that deep into it and you can just really have fun and buy the pokemon cards that you like um and the characters that you do like so um and i think for looking at cards 
I think you definitely should be, you know, be creative. Uh, like just before I got, um, before I traveled, I went to Value Village and in Richmond. Oh no way! And I found a yeah, I found a I found a ten dollar folder, and inside I found some like you know I found hundred dollars worth of cards. Like wow! Worth of cards. Yeah, <laughs> the like Value new, Village come up. Yeah. Like the folder alone was like sixty bucks, but inside there was like uh, there was like a lot of diamond and pearl, black and white, like era stuff. Um, there was like a really nice Mew, um, some really nice Pikachu's. But I, I think right now, and also like for the Charizard hype, etc. I think a lot of that is just noise because I think there are so many nice looking um, full art trainer cards, for art, like full art cards, like tag team cards that that are so undervalued at this point in time. So I think if you just go out and look, there's just I, I really do think it's just um, you can build a collection quite easily as well. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, yeah. pretty pretty. It's pretty different nowadays from like when um, when I first started, like back in the the first set, because they they didn't have those trainer cards like you said, um, and and other type of uh, I guess like series or kind of themes that you could collect exactly. right collect into. And now you can kind of pick and choose. So yeah, what you're saying is like really just buy what you like and. Um, you don't have to just keep on ripping all the packs. Probably cheaper, but <laughs> cheaper. Yeah, now. but if you are ripping packs, I mean, one thing to take note of, like that, I heard someone very wise say to me was basically, it's this is, um, sealed product can be translated to single cards, but single cards cannot be translated to sealed products. So if you hear what I mean, it's just basically once you rip. You can get once you rip it, that pack is never sealed, and you cannot like basically have let's just say those like six hundred thousand dollar. Um, I recently I think they sold two boxes of first edition Pokemon cards for six hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Wow. So, yeah, those are sealed product, but if they're translated to single cards, you couldn't do it like that as well. Yeah. So I think that's one thing. It's just basically if you're if you're hit or ripped, then you you just have to rip it for fun you're not you, you can't look at the monetary side of it yeah otherwise just leave <laughs> yeah. just keep everything sealed if you're in for yeah. investment purposes and yeah just, uh, exactly don't don't get high off your own supply type of thing <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i mean if, uh, but it is like my my me and my wife like we 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 really enjoy ripping so that's our thing right so we just buy packs to rip no matter what how rare it is that's awesome man uh, one so one question that we always ask everyone on on each one of our sessions is uh, what what are some brands that you're feeling right now? Ooh, as of late, as of late, um, I haven't really because because of COVID, I really haven't been buying much stuff. Um, uh, I'm all, really all Pokemon. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've actually been spending a lot on trading cards, but uh, I recently got here to, to Taiwan, and I think, like I said, one of the first things we did do um, once we were out of the 14 days that we did go um, just to a, a hike, and I mean the Ho- Hoka One One. Oh yeah, I think Hoka One One shoes. I know it's not really particularly streetwear, but but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still so impressed with this. I wore them a lot. I wore the engineer garment. Uh, engineer, oh yeah, no, that's engineering garments there. So yeah, yeah, the, the, I wore the beige ones in, in Canada a lot during winter last winter. But yeah, and the they're to- also tofu, right? Is it uh, the tall the tall low? Oh, tall yeah, low. I know. Oh no, it's called. It was, I don't know if it's tofu, but it was the the low ones, mm-hmm. the beige ones. Yeah, and then I wore the black ties to to Taiwan, and I'm yeah, I'm genuinely impressed with the uh, Hoka One One still. Um, what else have we been wearing? 
a lot of uh, Descendant. I've still still been wearing a lot of Descendant, um, and that's um, and I still double taps. I, I I really haven't changed in the past year. I think double taps, <laughs> Descendant, Hockey on it, on it. I think these are the three nice. three things I've been wearing mostly of. And of course, um, one thing I regret not bringing more of is uh, oh no, I have been wearing um, Valence. I've been uh, uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of Valence over. And I really do regret not buying more because Valence overseas is there's a huge markup overseas on, on Valence products. Uh, so is is in Taiwan? Is it too humid to wear stuff like Valence and Arcteryx? I've seen guys think, who like rock that stuff like in like Singapore. So I don't know how they do it, man. <laughs> I think Valence is made for like humid areas. That's why I brought it. Like oh, I bought okay. the pants, Ooh. shorts, because it's so yeah, it's. It's really good. Um, I think they don't, I'm not sure if they use, I don't think they use Gore-Tex. I think it's a different thing altogether. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really good because you're, if you're sweating or whatnot, it just drips off. Nice. Well, it looked like you were, you were camping. So I think you're, you're like the perfect wear tester for Hoka and, and Arcteryx in Taiwan. <laughs> you've been, um, you've been doing the wear test on the Tom Sachs. Yeah. I'm uh, trying to get into that, phase, that phase two Tom Sachs. I'm on, uh, what is it? Day seven of, of wearing my nice. uh, my uh, Zoom trails, so nice. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So yeah. yeah, well, thank you again for for spending the time with us to to chat up all things Pokemon. You know, if people want to catch live rips and and follow follow your Pokemon collecting adventures, where can they find you on Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram, the uh, at Visual Vex. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Make sure everyone follows Visual Vex if you're if you're into the the Pokemon scene. Um, yeah. Well, thanks again, Kevin. We'll we'll have to catch up soon. I know you gotta tend to your to your cat, your quarantine yeah. cat, and hope yeah, thing, quarantine cat. Hope all things go well over there. And um, yeah, we'll catch up. Thanks again. I appreciate man. it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace. That wraps up today's select audio session, but it doesn't end here. Let's continue to build up the community and conversations online. Follow Amass on Instagram at amass.ed for street culture content and hit us up in the DMs with any topics or guests you'd like us to cover. Check out our website, amassed.ca, and comb through our curated selection of products from our archive.